Hi, welcome to Wandering Into the Woods, a podcast brought to you by the creators of Adventures with BG. I'm Linda. And this is Jared. And today we'll be telling y'all about the rescue. As y'all know, Jared and I are passionate adopters of two incredible rescue dogs, BG and Angela. They have been with us for about 10 years each, and we are very, we count ourselves very fortunate to have them in our lives. And today, as they are elderly ladies, we struggle with making sure that they have all the adequate care that they need, um, both medically and emotionally, um, and that they're always taken care of. But we're still looking for ways to help out other dogs um, and cats that are out there in need of help. And before we dive any deeper into what um, we recently did, just as kind of a heads up, just for those who are um, unfamiliar with dog rescues or cat rescues, know that rescuing animals is not for the faint of heart. Every day, volunteers go out of their way to rescue animals in danger of harm, including unnecessary euthanasia. Recently, um, I decided to go a little bit deeper and stop fearing everything that could go wrong in my attempt to help out more and just jump in to help save a few dogs by doing something as seemingly small as helping them be part of a freedom drive. Jared helped me make sure everything was okay at home so that I could do the transport. And he he assisted me when I brought home an unexpected visitor home. In this episode, we'll share one of our most adventurous experiences thus far, and we'll give you a few tips for how to prepare to volunteer for your first freedom ride. On an October Thursday night, I saw a post from a network of dog rescuers. They needed someone to transport eight puppies from San Antonio to Waco. But I had to work the next day, and I couldn't see myself riding alone with eight puppies. But then on Friday morning, I was still feeling guilty about it. I texted Jared, and I, I I just sent him the post. I don't know what really I was thinking or looking for, but Jared just responded with, do it. Yep. And it seemed like that was the only push that I really needed. I spoke with my boss, who was very helpful, very supportive and understanding, and my teammates as well. And they were all okay with me signing off early on a Friday afternoon so that I could go and help out these puppies. So I'm really grateful I have such a great spouse and a great work environment. And that allowed me to take off that afternoon and join the rescue. So what I did is I messaged the individuals that were still doing the rescue. They no longer needed transport all the way from San Antonio to Waco, but they did need help from San Antonio to Austin. So I offered to drive down to San Antonio to pick up the dogs, which were at this point 10, not just the original eight, and transport them to Austin. I uh, messaged, this is all being done through Facebook. It's one volunteer who coordinates a lot of rescues in South Texas, completely on her own. Um, She doesn't use spreadsheets or anything um, like what you would call your traditional organized office system. It's based off purely volunteer Facebook posts and messages. So it was a little, especially because it was last minute, it was a little confusing, um, but we ended up meeting. I uh, found, so I arrived there and I'm really nervous, um, completely unprepared. Fortunately, I had some sheets and the, vol- and the first volunteer I met there who had eight puppies for me to pick up, 
um, had some sheets and some extra uh, kennels to help me with. So what we did is we set up the smallest, the the eight puppies in the back, um, completely by themselves, um, in the back of the car. There well, were no kennel. We set up some sheets underneath. Explain what your car is because that sounds like a trunk or a back seat. Oh, thank in you. A car, so it, so we have a RAV4, and it so what happens is you can um, pull up the back seats so that they're you know they're properly uh, put in place, and that creates like a little black. Uh, sorry, back crate area for the dogs. Um, and that's where we ended up putting them. So that the, the puppies, the smallest puppies mm-hmm. with, with sheets. And the the um, the volunteers saw that I was clearly in over my head. This was my first time doing that. Fortunately, the the truck had rubber mats, but I really, like, she helped me set up the, ma- the, the sheets over it. And we put the puppies there. Guys, I'm going to tell you, young puppies, they're messy. Like she had just bathed them, but they were already dirty. Um, I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to smells. I was feeling sick already. I was like, how the heck am I going to do this? And I just told myself, Linda, you don't have the option. You're going to have to get through this. So they got in, um, we got them all in the back, the smallest puppies, which were yipping and yapping. One of them had a, seemed to have an infected tail as well. Um, and then we loaded an older dog in the middle seat. And I started taking off towards Austin. Um, on the way, as I was 20 minutes in, I got a message that I actually missed another dog coming in from a separate rescuer. So I drove back another 20 minutes, got the another dog who was um, dog antisocial. So he was, I don't know, maybe he was friends with Angela. Um, he, so he had to be in the front. Uh, he loved attention. And so we put him in the, he was in the front with me. Um, and I, the smell was um, not the most pleasant and the dogs were busy. Most of the puppies were yapping away and um, the dog next to me was really talkative and let me know that he was not pleased with my driving constantly. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we talked a lot. And so I just drove a lot with my windows down. Um, and it was Friday afternoon, so you can imagine how bad the traffic was from San Antonio to Austin. On I-35 specifically. Exactly. So somehow my settings were a little bit um, off their normal uh, setting settings, basically. <laughs> and What settings? Uh, settings my, rough? my Google Maps oh, okay. settings. So it actually put me on the toll road. Oh, okay. And I went, so I got on the toll road and uh, to transport them. And I was able to get from San Antonio to Austin after about two hours. Mm-hmm. And once I got to Austin, um, I opened, I, I no, before I, I opened up for the puppies, which I felt horrible about because I really wanted to check up on them. Um, but the other dog next to me really needed to go. Uh, he made a mess because, of course, he was nervous um, and it made a mess of himself outside, but it was still, you know, a mess. I was trying to deal with that. He ran away from me at some point. Um, and then, so I finally got him on a, on a leash and I'm kind of like way over, weighing over my head. I'm kind of scared to opening up the, the back of the car with all the puppies without somebody else being there. Um, they find the other, the person that was transporting them from Austin to Waco finally arrived. She, of course, she has a similar vehicle, but she's way more prepared. She has, like, a bunch of kennels in her vehicle, a bunch of, like, sheets and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And as we're, as we're uh, 
trans like loading the pup finally open up the trunk the puppies are okay i mean they're puppies so they're they're very um resilient but all of them were energetic eager to get out except for one and this one puppy was very lethargic very asleep just didn't seem to be really aware of what was going on keep in mind this as i mentioned earlier this was all done at the last minute so i i was thinking like I don't know that this dog is going to get to see a vet before I take them before before their next ride or on their next in their next destination and this dog really needs attention and so I made a last minute decision and I brought the puppy home with me and here and and Jared and our friends were really patient um Jared in the meantime went and picked up our groceries and then he went and met our friends in the meantime um I get home, I, I bathe the puppy. So um, I don't remember if I fed the puppy first or if we sh- if we bathe her first. But at some point, I thought, you know, after bathing her, I thought they were a boy. I thought I was pretty good about telling genders in puppies. Apparently, I'm not. Not at all. So I thought the puppy was a boy, and I was referring to the puppy as a male at this point. Um, and then uh, we did make sure their their dog food because we don't have puppies; we have elderly dogs. So we had uh, we put together dog food, rice, and cream of mushroom um, in the blender with some water and a little bit of milk, and that's the gruel we made up on the spa while we got um, the puppy some more appropriate puppy food. And that's what uh, the puppy had for dinner mm. while Jared got home and jared you want to tell us about meeting this puppy sure after we uh fed it linda wanted it cleaned up because she said they made a mess so she took a shower with it oh okay so that was the order okay yeah, and washed the puppy um she let it just hang out too long in the shower so it got real cold so essentially the rest of the night was just sitting with it under a blanket I'm sorry. I just didn't know any better. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Doing skin-to-skin contact, so it would warm up. So that took a while. Um, That's a lesson learned. You don't want to shower with a puppy. You want to have a warm bath and then make sure that, you know, that yeah. they're drying up. These puppies were probably like six to eight weeks, so if it yeah. had been older, it probably would have been fine. But it was real little. Mm-hmm. Um, that gruel may have actually been the first time that it had solid food. So uh, it was like right at that age where it could start, but, you know. We had been told that they had been being fed gruel okay yeah and so. it was blended so that may have been the age where it could have been the first or it might not have been but you know very close to one of the first semi-solid meals that it had mm-hmm. um yeah so that was the rest of the night it got cleaned up uh, or i guess i named it lindo because originally because lindo thought it was a boy and then it came home and it was not it was clearly a little girl and but why did why did it have to be named after me why wouldn't it be you rescued lindo so it was named in, in honor and tribute to Linda. Um, but yeah, so got the puppy warm. Uh, she started doing much better on her own. Um, and that was essentially, I left after that for a game night. And Linda, ah, okay. Linda because she brought Lindo home, mm-hmm. uh, stayed with the puppy after. And so once it was warm, I got back, you know, like two hours later. And that was the end of it. Um, we pretty much went to sleep at that point. Mm-hmm. We put Lindo in our bathroom with some blankets and stuff mm-hmm. and went to bed. Yeah, we went to bed. It had a dog warmer too mm-hmm. um, to make sure it stayed warm. 
And uh, Lindo slept for a good... That night, I guess they got a good night's sleep because they slept for a good six hours, right? Yeah, at least till four. Yeah. And at four, guys, nobody had told me this. Puppies need constant care and attention. Yeah, they have to go to the bathroom every four hours. So when you're housebreaking or house training a puppy, you got to take them outside like at least every four hours. And just to give you all a picture of the dog we were, the puppy, beautiful puppy we were, we were dealing with, she was a shepherd, um, German shepherd mix. Maybe. It's what it looked like. Um, she, she could have been a mastiff. She was going to be giant. Yeah, she's, she's going to be huge. Uh, but she was also very smart. And she picked, she was picking up pretty quickly, even though we had diaper pads in there, that basically we were there for to provide her attention and that if she needed to go out, she needed to holler at us. Mm-hmm. And so at four o'clock, she was barking and crying and needed our attention. And Jerry was so good about taking her out to go potty, feeding her. Coming back in, Jerry, you want to tell us about those visits or those outings? I mean, in the morning, you went, I thought you went in there the first time. Probably. For the very first in the morning. But uh, she did fine early on. And then towards like normal morning hours, like eight o'clock, she started doing not so great again. How so? I don't know. She just got lethargic, remember? And she would eat the gruel. She ate the gruel the night before, but she would not eat it in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, She got cold again somehow. Mm hmm. So that was a thing. Um, after that, you know, spent time warming her up. But we also went to um, H-E-B and Walmart. Yes, Jared so, took, went a tri- did a trip um, for groceries for Lindo. Yeah, so we got puppy chow, um, some uh, soft puppy, you know, food that comes in the can that you spoon out. And it's, you know, like potted meat and also goat milk. And they said that that was one of the best things next to puppy formula, I guess, that you could get. So... Right, and oh, next to dog's milk. So yeah. what's happening in the meantime, I found out Friday night that apparently the rescuer that Lind- if Lindo had continued on her journey on to the next visit uh, for that night, she would have been able to see a vet that night, which I was not aware of. Yeah, I don't think that was true. I don't think any of them saw a vet because later that, in the story, I just met a man in a parking lot. So well, that slept there. Yeah, that's what I had been told. And we... So we had been told that, and so the, the rescuers that we reached out to, they recommended, you know, get goat's milk and other puppy food, and that that should help her out in the meantime. Yeah. So then Linda also bathed her again, but she did it in a bathtub when I got back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we warmed her up, so it didn't take as long. But she spent a little time under the blanket doing skin-to-contact, skin-to-fur contact again. But then after that, it was pretty simple. She would cry, and we would take her outside, and then she would go potty out there, and she was definitely learning, you know, Real young to get housebroken. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had friends over that night, but I didn't really participate as much because I was hanging out with Lindo. And watching Thanksgiving with her. Yeah, and watching Thanksgiving. So we spent the night hanging out, and Linda played with friends who were in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that entire night she did fine. The next morning she did fine. But that next morning, you know, was the end. Even though we offered to uh, foster, foster her. her, they were like, no, she's got to go to Ohio, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, for some reason. So they wouldn't let us just keep her, even though they allegedly were going to bring them back to Texas. They could. Yeah. If we if we want, we're interested in adopting her. Yeah. So. But the problem is we are already, as we mentioned earlier, we're taking care of two elderly dogs already. And we are pretty sure Lindo is going to get massive. Yeah. So we would have fostered her for a while had they let her stay. But, that you know, just wasn't in the cards, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, the next morning we had to, I drove her up to Athens, which is near the DFW area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I woke up at, I don't know, like five or something. Right. And started the trip, drove up there, met, you know, one of these transport rescuers in a Walmart parking lot where mm-hmm. they had slept. A lot of these, this is what were, they're made up at Walmart parking lots, HEB parking lots, because they're yeah. public, it's easy to find, good lighting, et cetera. So um, at least that was my experience. So I dropped, you know, Linda off with this driver. Um, I gave the food and the milk, which they gladly took. And so that they said they still had a little more time to prep. I think they were just getting dogs organized and maybe pottying them and feeding them, mm-hmm. giving them water. And, and that was it. So you say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet that broke your heart a little bit. Yeah, it was sad, but you know. Yeah. Thank you for taking care of her. And I don't know. I was really sad as I was saying goodbye to her. Yeah. She's a cutie. And then so, you know, just tips, have the right food, make sure they stay warm, especially if they're real little. Um, that'll be a big thing. Well, you're taking us into what would be the lessons learned. Yeah. Okay. So anyone, at least from my perspective, anyone can help rescue animals, whether it's through transport, fostering, volunteering, or adopting. You just need the will to learn, the patience to ask questions, and to give yourself some grace. Items that I would recommend that you would need for a successful rescue transport. Kennels, which I did not have and the other rescuers were gracious enough to share with me. Clothes you are not attached to, that I did take. So, yeah, yeah, because they will get dirty. Lots of sheets and blankets, preferably already spread around your vehicle and your kennels. A tarp probably wouldn't be bad either. I I agree. A tarp would be awesome. Or a Tyvek. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of, um, like I said, lots of sheets and blankets, disposable latex gloves. This will help you with those animals that might be injured um, if you want to treat their cuts, etc. You also want to have spare leashes for those bigger dogs, filled water bottles, bowls, bandages, and other first aid equipment, gas in your car, patients, and the contact information of the rescue, such as Unlike me, you should be prepared and ask who you are, tra- who you are picking up from, and who you are delivering to, where you're picking up, and where you are delivering to, and when veterinary assistance could be obtained in case of an emergency for the dogs. And you didn't mention food. Do they not have food? Uh, not for mine, because it was only an hour. It was only two hours. Okay. But it would be that's a great idea if you can have food. That would be great too. Mm. And. Like you were saying, Jared, like it just helps to be have these items in mind, be a little bit more prepared. But a lot of times you just learn by doing. Yeah. And that's the way you learn. But keep in mind when it comes to dog rescues, try to do your research, try to know who you're working with. This person I was following, they do a lot of uh, rescue missions down in South Texas. So I've known for a while that that's what they do. But you have to be careful about who you're talking to, who you're uh, dealing with, and make sure that those dogs are going to reputable organizations. If you would like to help with the rescuing of dogs, there are plenty of official and more coordinated groups out on Facebook. Um, One of the groups is Transport Texas. They have a very well-organized system where if somebody creates a post, they, um, sorry, or needs a transport, they make a post about it. And then they add it to an Excel spreadsheet. And once they find uh, who the, the moderators find transport, they add it to the spreadsheet and they update the post. 
And this ensures that everything is well coordinated and makes sure that everybody's up to date on the information regarding the dogs or um, cats that are being transported. Jared, do you have any other tips or lessons learned? No, I think you covered everything. Okay. Well, thank you for your support. Yeah. Encouraging me to go rescue them, um, helping me out as I was doing that, and also for taking such good care of Lindo and then transporting Lindo to meet back her litter mates. Yep. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Looking for more adventure inspiration? Read about some of Jared's and my adventures over the years at www.adventureswithbg.com. Those are the letters B and G. To see some of the pictures from our adventures, follow Adventures with BG on Instagram and Facebook. If you like the podcast uh, and you like what you hear, if you could take the time to give us a five star on iTunes, that would be great. You can also now leave ratings on Spotify. So if you could hit us there too with a five star, we'd greatly appreciate it. It helps us grow the show and it helps us get feedback to make the show even better. And as always, stay safe as you wander into the woods.